Welcome to the Women Aging Awesomely podcast, the perfect space to empower women to say goodbye, good riddance, and even bye Felicia to the mischief of menopause. Here, we banish the mindset of it sucks to get old and turn our menopausal midlife woes into wins. I'm your host, Stephanie Fowler, certified in women's wellness and yoga, an educator, and the creator of Women Aging Awesomely. Want to join a community of like-minded women who want to high-step into midlife confidently? Join my free Facebook group, Women Aging Awesomely, for free workshops on topics like mindset, goal setting, nutrition, short workouts and yoga sessions, and free challenges. Simply go to facebook.com slash groups slash women aging awesomely to join. See you on the inside. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Women Aging Awesomely. I say good morning. It might be good evening or good afternoon for you, depending on when you're listening, but it's morning for me. I have a freshly poured cup of coffee with some good half and half in it. I'm settling down into my workspace, looking at my notes for this podcast episode, and I'm ready to get started. So our chat today is about time management and, you know, just your overall productivity. And so I've got a, I guess I could call it short list, (laughs) Um, not super short, but but not super long either, but just a, a, a good listing of questions or sentence fillers that you can do to help you think about your management of time and how productive you are. 10 different prompts, 10 different finish uh, sentence fillers for you. And in preparing for this episode today, I, of course, went to Google, <laughs> our, our place to go, and, um, and I was looking up just general stats to kind of um, prompt my development for these questions for you, for this episode for you. And I found that 80% of the average working day, 80% of the average working day is spent on activities with little or no value. And that was a wake-up call. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 30-year career uh, teaching veteran. Um, I retired October of 2019, so I'm freshly retired. I still call myself newly retired. And um, that statistic was shocking. I mean, I know I was productive. I, I went to work every day. Um, I mean, some some years I would have like no missed days at all, and the county I worked for in the state of Georgia would give us a stipend if we did not miss days in a semester and also for a year. So that was really nice. Um, and so that was a, a big motivator for me. But then I'm thinking, gosh, if that's true that up to 80% of the average working day was spent on activities with little or no value, gosh, that really hit home and it made me reflect on all that I did. I mean, I, I had kids in the in the classes, you know, all day long. We were working on things. I was, I was never one to sit at my desk. So I'm thinking if that's true, and I, I know that's on average, but still it makes you think of how I might could have better used my time. Um, what else could I have been doing? Um, 
So think about that for a second and how it reflects back to what you do. Um, even if you are somebody that stays at home, you know, stay at home parent um, or stay at home spouse, maybe you don't even have kids, but what could you be doing during your time? Or if you're in a corporate job or um, if you are a cashier at, um, you know, Target, what are some ways that you can spend your time and be as productive as you can be? Uh, all of this just kind of hits home with you um, when you really let that statistic sink into your brain. Um, also, just in general, not talking about the working day, but on average, American people spend uh, 47 hours a week working and around 28 hours a week watching television. So again, it goes back to if you think about full time as 40 hours, and it says on average, this particular stat I unearthed, um, on average, American people spend 47 hours a week working. So that means we're working more than full time. And then in addition to that, um, another 28 hours, almost 30 hours a week watching television. And maybe that might also mean, you know, Netflix or it might mean um, YouTube because, you know, sometimes our smart TVs have access to apps and like YouTube and so forth. So um, keep all of that in mind. But still, that's that's almost another full time uh, job. Almost 30 hours is practically 40, right, of watching television. So if you are doing that, then it might mean that you're not um, doing other things, right? So let's go ahead and, and dive into some of these questions. So this podcast, the thing I love about a podcast is that you can always pause it. I do that, that myself for <laughs> podcasts that, that I listen to. I love true crime. I like self-help. Um, and actually, this podcast is self-help, uh, too. But um, sometimes I'll pause so that I can really digest what's going on or rewind to re-listen to something. So if that is you, if you hear one of these questions and you want to say, you, you want to um, let it sit in your brain for a little bit, then pause um, or maybe even have a piece of paper um, to write these down. And as a matter of fact, if you don't want to write them down, then I actually have a PDF ready and available for you. It's a little uh, PDF resource page for these questions. Actually, it's two pages because I couldn't fit them all onto one page. So feel free to download that so that it saves you from having to um, actually pause and write them down yourself. And it's available in the show notes. So yay. <laughs> so let's get started. Um, first up, it's a straight up question for you. What's your single biggest struggle when it comes to productivity and getting things done? So for me, I'll go ahead and start <laughs> and give you my, my struggle. For me, part of the problem is that I no longer have to get up and go to work. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm a newly retired teacher of 30 years. I retired in October 2019. And so um, I, I just I no longer have to get up. 
and go to work. Um, I don't have to be anywhere. And that has been a really big struggle of mine. At first it was, oh, I'm just going to ease into retirement, enjoy my mornings and so forth. Um, but, you know, I've got um, a new career now and it is all about women's wellness and coaching. I am a yoga teacher as well, 500 hour registered yoga teacher. So I have a virtual studio. Um, so yeah, I've got to figure out what works for me. And that was a big thing is for me to adjust into not having to get up and go to work. And some of you may actually have that same issue because with COVID and all of the um, shutdowns and um, quarantines and all the things going on, the social distancing from workspace, uh, I know so many businesses have gone and companies have gone into um, work from home mode. So it may be that you don't typically have that regular eight, you know, to four or nine to five or whatever your work hours were anymore. And so you can just um, get up easily and just ease into coffee mode. And next thing you know, half, half of the day is gone. So this is a great one just to sit back and really think about what is your biggest struggle? Maybe it's that exact thing we just talked about, that bit, that example, or maybe it's something else. So think about that, jot it down, reflect on it. You know, if you are a paragraph writer, a big journaler, then go ahead and, and get into this. And, and, and it's very juicy and spacious place for you to reflect on, or just list some things out, whatever works for you, right? All right, moving on to our second question. <laughs> and my example kind of piggybacks on what I said for the first one. But number two, what's one activity that would radically transform your life if you did it more consistently? So yes, going back to number one, my problem is I don't have to get up anymore and go somewhere. So number two, um, my short answer on that is I need to set a morning routine. That's what I decided I needed to do. And I did. So I really do set an alarm, um, which I know is going to go off, which means I make myself go to sleep at a decent hour every night. I don't stay up and um, piddle around. I don't stay up and get lost on my computer. Um, I make sure that I go to bed at a decent time because I know my alarm is going to wake up. And I'm so ingrained with alarms, you know, for the past 30 years that um, I know that when that goes off, yeah, I might hit the snooze, but I know I'm going to get up. And so it really helps. So setting a morning routine if that alarm helps out, and then I know I'm going to do a few things. I do like to journal. I'm not always a, a paragraph writer or I don't, I won't always have a full page down, but I like to tr put thoughts to paper, um, a short list of things I want to accomplish and so forth. So I know some people like doing that on a Sunday and kind of set things up for the week. I'm more of a, um, as I drink my first cup of coffee, that's what I do. All right. So think about that for you. What is one activity that would radically transform your life if you did it more consistently? For me, morning routine, because I know that would set the tone for the entire day and would transform me out of just lost mode, for lack of a better term there. 
Okay, so moving into number three. What is one activity that would transform your career if you did it more consistently? So this is for my ladies that have a career, they have a job. Maybe it is one that you would like to do um, a job promotion for and um, get a higher salary, get a different position. What is one activity, and we're talking about time management and productivity. What is one activity that would transform your career if you did it more consistently? I had a client one time, um, and we talked about her career, and she she actually um, retained me for a little bit of, of wellness coaching in the realm of um, her career and what she could do and things of that nature. And so that was a really good conversation we had on Zoom one night um, about her, what she needed to do to make a step forward in her career. And that was a really nice, juicy conversation that she had with me. Um, Pause this podcast jot down some things, or again, click the link in the show notes below to get this and print it out so that you can really spend more time with it and not have to worry so much about pausing and, and writing these things down. Okay, so next up, number four. This is one of those sentence finishers. One thing I wish I did more of is blank. Let that sit with you, jot some things down. It could be exercise related because that does give you more energy. It could be shutting your mind down for some mindfulness. That's always a good one. Even just five minutes of just simply breathing and noticing your breath. That does wonders and can really infuse your body with some good energy or just um, a renewal of focus. Next up, number five, the next couple of these are are sentence finishers. So number five, I spend way too much time on blank. (laughs) So for me, my example is that I daydream. I am such a daydreamer. I was told by my teachers in elementary school that I'm a daydreamer. Oh my gosh. And even in junior high, now I know nowadays everything is middle school, but back when I was in school and in seventh and eighth and ninth grade, we called it junior high and then 10th, 11th and 12th were high school. Um, but yeah, I, I had my teachers in junior high. If I sat next to a window, I was staring at it, just like you see on you know TV shows or movies with somebody looking out the window and this montage of, of daydream comes onto the screen. That was me. I really spent so much time daydreaming. And um, I still find myself that I do that. Um, I saw a a little post on Instagram the other day, (laughs) and it was about um, Scorpios. It was a horoscope one that came across my feed, and I'm a Scorpio, and the the post was about, you know, that Scorpios will, um, uh, you know, get out of the shower, start drying off, and next thing they know, an hour has passed, and they're sitting on the bed, wrapped up in the towel still, and they have 
realize that they've been daydreaming. And that's me. I will do that. I will think about what I want to do. I will think about um, what would this be like, you know, type of thing. And I'll just get lost in those thoughts. So I have to really, and that it doesn't, it's not just in the morning. It's like any time at all, I'll find myself having done that. So I have to catch myself on that and move out of daydream and move out, move into doing. Um, so think about that for you. I spend way too much time on blank. All right, moving on to the sixth prompt for you, which is again, another sentence finisher. I have a hard time consistently blank. What is that for you? working on something consistently. What is it that you have a hard time with? We're going to move on to number seven. I won't uh, pepper every single one of these questions or sentence finishers with examples, but I will for number seven. Number seven, what would you do with more time? What specifically would you use it for and why is that personally important to you? So this one is easy for me. Um, I realize I'm retired from teaching, but I, I have found I don't have time for what I want to do, which is to update my house, um, maybe get some contractors or just, you know, DIY some things. I want to update. I want to organize um, all of those things. And I, I just am working. Um, I went straight from retiring after 30 years of teaching into um, my business of women's wellness coaching, and I love it. I love doing the yoga. I love having clients that I work with. Um, but I'm also, you know, I had to get certifications in different things and so forth. And before you know it, the day is over. My husband is home. Then my kids are older. So that's, I don't have young kids that are in the house with me. Um, and so that's, that's different for me than maybe some of you listening. But, um, you know, your your time will just go by. Going back to those um, statistics, you know, from, from up above, you know, we work way more than the 40 hours on average and then um, a week. And then also our time is taken up with other things. And for me, it's just been so much learning, so much reading, so much um, building up a website, so much of all of those things. And so, um, your passion projects sometimes get put to the side. And for me, it's definitely updating my house. Um, it was built in the mid-60s when we bought the house uh, five years ago. <laughs> and we came on a tour of it with our um, realtor, opened up the, the door that goes to the basement, and <laughs> it was like stepping into the 70s. Uh, there was this hideous wallpaper just, you know, total 70s wallpaper that was going all up in the stairwell and uh, down the stairs. It was covered in shag carpet. Now, you know that was laid down in maybe not the mid-60s when it was built, but probably as they finished out the basement, it, it was put, uh, it had to be in the early 70s, had to be. So that carpet on the stairs 
oh my gosh, you know that stuff was old. And that was the first thing we did do is uh, take down the wallpaper, which thankfully literally came off in sheets. It was the easiest thing I've ever done in terms of removing wallpaper. Now in our hallway, totally different story. That took a lot of work. But the, the, the stairwell, thank goodness, um, it just literally came off in sheets. The um, stairs, that was easy enough to just pull up. It was just stapled on. Um, and uh, you can just imagine the massive amounts of dust coming up when we pulled the the carpet off of those stairs. Um, and then <laughs> not only was there the hideous 70s wallpaper, the shag carpet, but there was also, which we decided to keep because it was kind of kitschy, but it was um, the, the bamboo strands um, that were angled down. So as you went down the stairs, you saw this, uh, these strands of bamboo just hanging down and you could just run your hands through them. And I did keep that just because it was kind of cute, I suppose. Um, I might take it down later. And of course, then the rest of the basement was very 70s as well. So we need to finish all of that up. We took care of the stairwell, but ooh, we've got to um, fix the rest of it. So yeah, lots of things to update. Um, we've done a few things, but I still want to do so much more. All right, so going into number eight, if you had all of the free time that you wanted, what specifically would you change about your life? That's a juicy one. If you had all the free time you wanted, and it kind of goes back to that statistic again of 80% um, or excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, over 28 hours a week is spent literally uh, on a device. Um, the statistic was about television, but just go ahead and say device, because of course, we can add in scrolling on social media, things of that nature. Um, if you could earn back or or get back those almost 30 hours of time that's not spent at work, that's just you know, scrolling around and so forth, what would, and being in front of a TV and binging on Netflix and so forth, what could you accomplish? That's what you could look at right now, for sure. Brainstorm on that and come up with some, some things that you would change and then uh, take back some of that time that we know we waste on social media or um, Netflix. And I'm not saying that Netflix is bad or that uh, engaging on social media is bad, for sure not. But what could you do? Like, for instance, what are you doing right now as you are um, listening to this podcast? You might be seated and jotting down some things, um, or you might be washing your dishes, or you might be out walking um, in your neighborhood. That's when I listen to podcasts. I'm in the shower, and I'm listening to a podcast as I take a shower or uh, seriously washing the dishes, you know, putting them up from the dishwasher, whatever. Um, that That's what I do. Um, I listen to them as I walk in the neighborhood. I listen to them as I commute or used to commute to work. Nowadays, it's commuting to <laughs> the grocery store once a week because we're still with COVID. And um, I try to make as few outings as I can. So um, that's when I listen to podcasts as well. So... Going on to number nine, what would more time and better productivity help you achieve? This might be a list maker for sure. And to piggyback on that, this is a bonus question for number nine. What specific experiences 
habits um, or dreams would you pursue? And I like that word um, experiences because maybe it is an experience of making your first hike up a mountain trail, for instance. Um, Near where I live, there's the Appalachian Trail, the Appalachian uh, Mountain Range. And there's a trail that literally starts in my state, in Georgia, and goes all the way up to Maine. And a very wonderful dear friend of mine, uh, Rita, from my college days, that we still keep in touch with, um, she's wonderful. And for her... um, birthday one year, she wanted to make the trek of going um, up the Appalachian Trail. And she would she posted about it on Facebook. Again, here I am talking about social media. But it was really neat to keep in touch with her and see her progress. And they were hiking it. And they had, of course, places they stayed overnight. They planned it out. You can imagine the planning that went into that. So they uh, drove to Georgia and started hiking up. And what an awesome experience that would be. Um, so, yes, and of course, your your experience doesn't have to be quite as time-consuming as that one was, but what if you did have more time and better productivity to help you achieve um, some things? And then finally, number 10, what is the number one thing holding you back from getting more done? Now, my friend... This very well could be fear. It could very well be procrastination. But procrastination um, usually is brought on by fear of what if I don't succeed? Um, it is an enemy. Our, our brain, and this is a whole different topic for a whole different podcast episode, but our brain is wanting to keep us safe. The subconscious wants to keep us safe. There's a little bitty spot in your brain, um, and it's nicknamed the lizard brain because it's very primal. And we know from thousands of years ago, we, we know we need to keep safe. And that is our brain's job, it thinks. But it also keeps you from exploring and it keeps you from doing things that you might want to do because you're scared you're going to fail. And you can Google quotes about failure, quotes about success. You're going to find so many references to, um, you know, try, try, try again, right? Um, it's, it's true. So think about that. What is the number one thing holding you back? from getting more done. And again, in my show notes, go ahead and click on the link to get that free PDF resource page. Actually, it's two pages (laughs) because I left room in between each question. So it takes up two pages um, for you just to jot down some things on um, those those prompts that I just listed. Therefore, you don't have to spend time rewinding and um, going back in time and re-listening to this to um, jot them down. All right. I hope this helps. And I want to leave you with one extra little thing. And that is, well, maybe two extra little things. One is one thing that can help you be more productive and, of course, produce better results as a result of being more productive Um, is getting good sleep. So make sure that you're doing what you need 
to get better sleep. I'll do another podcast episode on that um, as well. That's coming down the pike because I always have women asking me, what can they do to sleep better? Especially when we are in midlife and we've got the, the hormone fluctuations and so forth. And sleep is such a challenge for so many of us in this midlife time frame with menopause and everything. Um, and then I also want to mention one other thing because so many of us are still working um, and you know, I am. Yeah, I put 30 years into an, a career in education. I've retired, but I'm not sitting at home just twiddling my thumbs. I cannot do that, and I won't do that because I like to stay active, and I have a passion for helping others, and so my passion has gone from helping students to helping women in my age range because I have found things that I do help me, and I want to share them with others. So I want to leave you also with this statistic, and that is that um, almost 50% of stress-related um stress of stress reported among employees in the United States is caused by an overwhelming workload. And it honestly goes back to that 80% of the average working day is spent on activities with little or no value. That can be overwhelming um, because you feel like you're just um, wasting your time. Um, so really think about all of these things. Go back to these questions, these 10 uh, questions or sentence finishers. Um, they're wonderful prompts to get you thinking about what you can do, how you can better your time. Um, and if you find that you are overworked because your plate gets fuller with stuff not being taken off of it because of, you know, different things with COVID. I know my teaching uh, friends that are still teaching, they're all talking about all the different things nowadays that I didn't even have to worry about even just one year ago when I was still working because I retired right before all of the COVID stuff happened. Um, and so things are different, but what can you do to be more productive? What can you do to manage your time better? That's what these 10 prompts will help you do. So I sure hope that you enjoyed this podcast of things to journal about, things to think about. And um, yes, join me in my free Facebook group, group and let me know what some of your takeaways are with that. Just go ahead and feel free to post there. And um, I will catch you with the next episode. Bye for now. And ladies, I wanted to leave you with a testimonial from one of my private Facebook group members, Vicki. And she is talking specifically about her focus word for 2021 as a result of looking through a recording of a planning session for 2021 that I led. It was a workshop and she didn't catch it live, but she um, looked at it after the fact. So here is her testimonial. Love this. And she had little heart emojis. I wasn't part of it talking about that planning session, but I love the support and encouragement from this group. My word and focus for 2021 is transform. I had been reading when I came across this and it struck a chord with me and what my goals are. The more I thought about it, I knew that this was my focus word for 2021. 
I took pictures for my physical aspects and cannot wait to see the comparison at year end to be part of the evidence of my transformation this year. Thanks, Lisa, for inviting me to this group. Thanks, Stephanie, for your leadership. And thanks to the rest of the group for your support and encouragement. So I wanted to share that testimonial from Vicki with you because community is powerful and it can be uplifting. And that is definitely, bottom line, what I promote and encourage in my group, Women Aging Awesomely. It's the same name as this podcast. It's easy to find, and I would love for you to join us. By the way, if you like the idea of this um, workshop that I led, it is available in my private Facebook group. It's free, and all you've got to do is go to facebook.com slash groups slash women aging awesomely. Click request to join, fill out a couple of questions so that I can kind of see some um, trouble spots that you might be having as you are wanting to age awesomely heading into midlife, Um, some things that you consider to be aging awesomely, and then I will approve your request. You can come in and you can see all the wonderful things that we are doing inside of the group. I hope to see you there shortly and have a great rest of your day.